0: Everybody, welcome to another episode of the Unreasonable Art of Living podcast. I'm your host, Gerhard Molle. And as always, enjoy the music. Welcome back to another episode and as always, first and foremost, I hope you're doing fine wherever you are right now. Yeah, <laughs> new week, new episode and um, yeah, this, <laughs> this week's episode is going to be a bit of an improvisation because actually, initially this week's episode, um, uh, was planning to record an episode with my dear friend Pete who had a guest appearance in December already when we re how do you say yeah brought the futurish format back to life and we thought about we we always did a kind of like futurish award episode where we would give the most important award to uh you know a movie a book a series an app or a game or a gadget or anything that kind of like we thought like okay this really yeah gave us a lot of joy or it solved the problem for us so we wanted to record the unreasonable awards 2023 episode today but unfortunately my dear friend pete he got sick so we have to yeah we had to postpone this episode and yeah don't worry (laughs) you will hear the awards and yeah i'm back in helsinki i arrived Two days ago. three days. Today is Sunday. I'm recording this on Sunday. I arrived on Friday. Uh, Initially, I planned to arrive on Thursday, but my flight got cancelled. I think due to the crazy weather. But who knows. Um, Yeah, I didn't know. Actually, uh, so this is another reason why I always fly with Finnair. And I love Finnair. I think it's my favorite. I think I would give them the unreasonable award. 2023 as my favorite airline. It's, I think, the most overlooked airline and underrated airline. And why I'm saying this, I think everything at with Finnair. I think like the, the 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 app, how do you book, how you book things, how you can resolve issues, the user experience from end to end is just so amazing. Just like whenever I enter a Finnair airline, I feel like this. What makes Finland for me such a great place to be and visit. Is this calmness and this stillness, where you just your nervous system just calms down? And I always, because I've been flying with a lot of airlines in my in my life, and Finnair <laughs> by far is the only airline so far that um, yeah makes me feel that way. So when the flight got cancelled, um, a you know you get immediately you know uh, notified and you get immediately rebooked um, to another flight. Unfortunately, on that day, the only other flight was uh, kind of like a flight from Vienna to Frankfurt and then Frankfurt to Helsinki, which would take close to six hours. So almost three times the time you need to if you f- fly directly. So, yeah, I just com- I- immediately wrote them. Uh, they have a WhatsApp, kind of like a WhatsApp uh, contact. And they rebooked me to a flight on the next day. Much more convenient flight. Um, direct flight it was done within minutes. But the cool thing is, you know, Finnair is so transparent; they they don't hide, you know, like anything, or they don't make it complicated to compensate or request a refund, like other airlines sometimes. You know, Finnair, you fill out the compensation form because when your flight is cancelled or delayed, you actually have, by European Union law, a right for compensation in terms of money, or Um, you know Finnair also would provide Finnair credits but it's crazy like you know there's this compensation form it's a super simple you know I think I just there were five fields I had to fill out submitted the form and within 24 hours I got the notification yeah uh, we will send you 250 euros to your bank account as compensation and apologies for the cancellation I mean wow and the flight itself costed 200 euros When I booked it initially. So, you know, at this stage, if there's anyone working here at Finnair, which I doubt, I want to say you thank you. You're doing an amazing job, um, amazing user experience and customer experience. And for this, you get the infamous or famous applause. Finnair, Finnair, Finnair. Thank you so much. (laughs) Okay. Great start to start this improv episode, and yeah, being in Helsinki, I l- oh, oh man, I'm so happy to be here. It's it's a beautiful place. Um, we have today in the morning. I checked. We had minus 19 degrees, and I love it. It's such a winter wonderland. You know, Vienna has been great, and has been actually the weather has been quite warm. We had 12 degrees, so I really enjoy being in this winter wonderland. Lots of snows super cold and then you would walk on, you know, along the coast and you would see this frozen sea and, ah, it's beautiful. I love it. Let me take a sip of Earl Grey tea I got today. And, yeah, there's actually one thing that really inspired me to talk about this in this episode is, yeah, something I've been... Kind of like documenting in my diary for the last one and a half years, and I had this kind of like period um, where I feel how to I say I feel very disconnected. So I'm just I'm just <laughs> moving around the microphone. I don't know. It doesn't really it doesn't really stay where I want it to stay. By the way, I'm not a uh, video recording this. It's going to be just audio, and. It's so funny because I'm I'm sitting in an Airbnb and the window is facing the street. I'm just basically almost the same level as the street. <laughs> it's funny when the people walk by and I'm like this guy with this huge equipment talking to a microphone. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so yeah. Um this this week's episode is gonna be like the process Or giving birth to an idea. And I coined this because the last two and a half weeks, I felt, oh, there was like this, you know, um, I felt disconnected to my inner self. I felt, yeah, depressed, not heavily depressed, but definitely a form of depression. I felt lethargic. I felt, yeah, it was just like this. My inner connection, kind of like, was gone. I was not. I didn't feel connected to, yeah, the the world and the universe and like you know, like this inner drive. And how was it reflected in the in in Lumi the method? So if you're listening for the first time, Lumi the method is a self awareness method that is a really easy and approachable way. To develop a sense of self-awareness and move you, or like inspire you to think about holistic well-being, and this is reflected in my Lumi Lumi method as well, in my, in my Lumi scores. The first, and why I knew, okay, this now I got really much much better to become aware of this when I have this period, like this period of time where I feel very disconnected, um, yeah, depressed and heavy. Heavy on my chest, um, yeah. Heavy to connect with people. The first time I really, really looked into it because I had i have had this through all throughout all my life. And the first time I documented it and really like, okay, I need to document this now. Was around one and a half years ago. And I—I w- I, I remember I found this uh, entry in my journal, and I was like, uh, I drew a mountain, and. Around this mountain were dark, dark clouds and stormy weather. And also, like, when I found this entry, I looked at it and I was like, you know, like I could barely could read what I wrote there because it looked like, oh, wow, there's some, uh, someone with an, I don't know, very, you know, someone who, <laughs> it looked like someone in high fever would write it like it, <laughs> it looked crazy i would love you to, i would love to see this you know like it's like i mean my my writing in general is not the most approachable let's put it that way but even this shocked me but i was in a weird state i felt was like dark clouds stormy within myself and i couldn't really see i couldn't really feel i couldn't really sense what the universe tries to try to tell me <clears throat> and then I, after I documented this and I, and I drew this kind of like mountain, I said like, okay, let's just, instead of trying to come up with things to make me feel better, let's dive into this darkness. Let's wrestle with it. Let's love it. Let's see what's hidden there. So I went to the sauna. I just did a cold path and just allowed myself to feel that way and be very aware of it, because be conscious about this to feel to dive into this darkness with intention i think that was uh, the key trigger to see what, what what is in there because normally when you what i've experienced when i felt this very heavy feeling and i think um there were very many ways of why you can feel depressed but in in my experience especially someone who's also you know uh someone who really tunes into his creative potential and being creative, and at this point I think I, I want to emphasize that we all are creative beings, but once you become very sensitive about it, what I've discovered when this happens, there's something, some idea, something tries to communicate me, tr- something tries to reach me, but I'm so... I'm. Um, Lacking the awareness of my inner world to really sense it, or at that point, maybe I don't want to see it, but the universe really tries me to show me something. And when I allow to be to dive into this darkness intentionally, what always always happens afterwards is kind of like there's something coming up, something a bubble coming to surface, a pearl of light hidden somewhere deep, deep, deep down in there. And I share this process. I called it the birth of an idea because yeah it's not and it's not um, joyful, always joyful You have you have moments where you um there are moments where you have like you know an idea and inspiration comes. It's a beautiful experience. But sometimes I it's not a beautiful experience, but a very, I wouldn't say bad experience, it's just like, it's a, it's a struggle. And I think this the distinguish, like distinguish this is like, it always happens when you move in a direction or you move somewhere or you do something that's not aligned with your inner world. And then, your body reacts in the most aggressive way. It really like, so the last two and a half weeks I had the same feeling and this time I, I had a uh, true something differently it almost was like so imagine there's like this path you follow which is kind of like the path of authenticity that is aligned with yourself where you follow really um your inner intuition and oh, <laughs> oh sorry oh had Denise did you hear this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> apologies and when you trail off this path, which is not aligned with your inner self, your authentic self, which is not aligned with kind of like this natural beat of what the universe wants you to do, and you trail off, this heaviness, it kind of like, it's almost like if I w- imagine being on a bungee rope, you would go that way, but it would drag you back. It really tried to force, like, come back. This is not the right direction Here. Look within yourself, see what's there, what's waiting. And this is how I started to kind of like work with these emotions of depression, darkness, because I don't want to see, I don't want I wouldn't even label would like to label them as bad emotions. They are part of us, they are there to communicate with us, they're there to learn from, and they try to teach us something. And once you actually start to understand that these emotions are allies and they're there for you, they're, they're here for you to l- teach you something. Yeah, it becomes a completely different ballpark how to, to, to deal with all these things. And I think more often what we try to do in these situations, or maybe many, or at least I can speak from personal experience back in the days, when you feel this heaviness, and anxiety, instead of like looking inwards, which is very counterintuitive, kind of like hey, look at where it pain, look at where it's her- hurtful. <laughs> it's actually very counterintuitive. It takes extra energy to look in that direction because it hurts sometimes. What you can find there, <laughs> or it's painful. Instead of like looking into this direction, what sometimes I tend to do, or tend to used to do, is we try to. Numb that feeling. Be it with, uh, yeah, you know, anything that kind of like numbs our feeling. We watch a series. We don't have to think about it. We just ignore it. We just to try to put things on top of it, so we bury it deeper, 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 deeper within ourselves, and we think we that the problem is solved, but it's not. It's just hidden deeper within ourselves, and it will backfire even greater. The are we not looking? What it's trying to tell us, and there are many ways to numb that feeling. You know, either you get intoxicated, you you do anything that kind of like triggers artificial, like not artificial, but anything that kind of like numbs you, like anything that triggers dopamine and serotonin. You know, like consuming social media, playing games, um, anything external that this, anything that's external that gives you the permission. Do not look within yourself. Numbing. Mm. And then I shared this process because I think why I wanted to talk about this because I'm also reading a great book which was gifted to me by a dear, dear friend of mine. The Creative Act, A Way of Being by Rick Rubin. Um, One of a very, very great person, great mind on creativity, a very famous American music producer, a successful one. And so I shared this process with him, but also with my sister, who is an incredible, incredible film director and artist. And she's older than me, and I shared with her this feeling one and a half years ago, one year ago. And she said, yeah, sh- it sounds very familiar. This, you know, giving birth to an idea is a very, sometimes, very odd feeling. It's a struggle because, like again, there's most of the time, especially uh, when I have beautiful insights and ideas, they're joyful and easy. But sometimes we have this struggle phase where, hey, you're not really present anymore. You're not aware. Look within yourself. And I shared this also with the friend of mine. Uh, I gave he gifted me the book, and he also shared with me he has similar faces. Not always, but sometimes there are these phases where you feel very heavy and depressed. So, I really want, like, if you are um, an artist or very, uh, you know, someone who's actually living your, or, like, expressing your creativity, does this sound familiar as a creative, as an artist, as a creator? Also, like, as n- because I actually believe we all are artists and creators. So, my question to you, my dear listeners, if you, have you ever experienced this kind of, like, phase where you feel, like, oh, very heavy, and, like, then... Instead of like looking away, you look within, and then you finally found something that was waiting for you. And then this resolved this whole depression and you kinda of, like, moved forward. You didn't you didn't solve this depression or like this darkness or heaviness with medication or anything that numbs you, like actually what you did, which is very counterintuitive, <laughs> you looked within yourself. So yeah, I, I'm very curious to hear because I'm I would love to talk with this about um, other creatives and people in general, I uh, think there's something to it. And then, because like that's why I got so interested to talk about this. Actually, it's beautiful that uh, in a sense, unfortunate that my friend Pete got uh, sick, but also like very fortunate because now this again aligned um, very beautifully to talk about this because very recent the event. Oh yeah, by the way, how this whole thing resolved for myself. So I arrived in, I had this heaviness, I arrived in Helsinki. And wow, I think then yesterday I had an immense creative breakthrough. Because suddenly I was like, I, I really needed the space. So I'm here in Helsinki, I also like to work with my co-founder Niklas. So if you're listening for the first time, we're working on turning the Lumi method into a digital product and app to really help uh, elevate self-awareness and holistic well-being in a very joyful way. And one aspect of the Lumi uh, method is not just the the scoring of uh, different areas of your life, but also like we provide something called Lumi tools, like little exploration experiments, tools that kind of like allow you to experiment certain areas of your life to, yeah, find something new about yourself. So yesterday I worked about, uh, because this week I really want to develop the first set of Lumi tools, which can be guided meditations, it can be creative exercises, Things how to improve your sleep, how do you improve your body health, how do you improve social relationships, things about, you know, all kinds of tools that help you to experiment and explore. And first it was like a bit of an excitement, like, oh, maybe let's hope I can come up with 10 tools. But then I sat down and like, uh, I just really, really l- tuned in and allowed me to be free from everything, every attachment I, I think I have. And I came up with 60 tools and there were such it was such a creative break for things. There was something I saw, a connection with work I did seven years ago at my first startup, which was a creative storytelling card game. And suddenly there were there was a connection between those two and how I can instill this kind of fun, joyful exercises into Lumi to help people, for example, to build up their creative confidence again. And how powerful we can Actually uh, designed these exercises with the app, so yeah, that was another reason why I'm here. And I think it's suddenly like all this heaviness and depression is gone, and it kind of like there's a feeling of wow, pure energy and aliveness. Kind of like a new idea was born or a path forward. So yeah, the the process of giving birth to an idea, huge struggle painful but then once it's released there's life that's how it felt for me so if you're creative or an artist or anyone who finds some similarities in this please reach out to me i would love to talk about this with you because i shared this also with my friend and he shared yeah same similar experience and now he introduced me to there's a group in vienna called the creative therapists <laughs> beautiful name they week one they meet once a month and a group of creatives from all kinds of industries. And then I'm going to attend in February. And I would love to talk with creatives about their process, how they perceive it, their emotions. And why it's important. So now I'm going to play you a clip from Rick Rubin. So the book, the guy who wrote the book, The Creative Act, A Way of Being. By the way, amazing book. Please read it. Ah, email. <laughs> Maybe turn it off. And he talks about also Depression and yeah it's a 4 minutes clip and i want there's another one i want to play you as well so yeah enjoy
1: and when i went through depression afterwards i was a different person than i was before and i and i feel more um mm-hmm. grounded now than i did then and i probably relate to the artists who, so many of the artists I work with suffer. So many artists suffer because that's part of what makes an artist great is their level of sensitivity, that the same thing that makes uh, an artist uncomfortable, other people don't feel at all. The time you were depressed, what was the darkest moments of your life? What took you there? How did you get out? It was triggered by uh, a person making a comment about something to do with work that didn't matter. You know, it was like to anyone else, they would hear that and it would just be like, okay, we'll deal with it next week, whatever. But for some reason, I took it in a way that um, I felt like the rug had been pulled out from under me, even beyond the rational part of it, of understanding, you know, even after the problem that came up was solved, it somehow undermined something in me and made me feel very vulnerable in a way that I hadn't felt before. And it spiraled. How did you get out? I did a lot of different kinds of therapy. I did, um, starting with alternative therapies, I was seeing, I would say between seven and eight doctors and or therapists a week. Um, acupuncture uh, talk therapy um herbs or a- a- any any possible modality tried everything for a long time and um and and nothing seemed to have an impact and then finally um i'm weary of taking any western medicine i'm not a drug taker And, uh, or drinker or partier in any way. And, um, I found a a psychopharmacologist who was a psychic. But because she was a psychic, I was okay to see her because she's (laughs) like, I'll, I'll do, I'll listen to a psychic. Yeah. But I'm not going to listen to a psychopharmacologist. But the fact that she had the, the psychic, uh, that made her fit into my worldview. And, um, and she recommended antidepressant, which went terribly wrong in the first night that I took it, and then I that set me on a journey of looking for the right antidepressant, which was a long and painful yeah, process. That's a heck of a journey. Every one that I took made me sick. Every one, and then finally, so I don't know, five months later, six months later, I found the magic one that worked for me, and it um, it shifted me out of the depression. I took it for. I can't remember it was six months or a year and then weaned off and was okay. And then I had another event some years later. I think I took it again for a short period of time and got out of it. And I've not needed it since. Were you able to kind of introspect the triggers that led to the events? Is there something, or is it random events of life? I think it's more that um, because of the way that I grew up, I never had to deal with much controversy, ah. and um, when I when I was challenged, I didn't have any ability to deal with it. It's like um, you know Jonathan Haidt talks about. It's like that. So it, you actually also mentioned like business sometimes gives you stress. So these this was business related stuff. Yeah, it was a business related thing. It just made me feel bad.
0: Yeah. Um great interview by Rick Rubin like I mean he's a such a famous American music producer and yeah I think one aspect is like very interesting like you know why artists tend to be more sensitive to in general be, or to depression because yeah it's just this have a higher range of they observe the world much more openly and like they take everything in because it's like it's a great source for them t- as inspiration to observe the world and see it differently. They're much more sensitive to nuances. And that's beautiful. I mean, typically, <laughs> you know, I, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a psychologist, and I think I'm talking just merely on my own I- experience. I think there's a force, of course, form of depression which needs to be treated with, you know, medicine because like there's a neurochemical the household is completely off balance and this is the first step to really help a person but then there's also like a depression which uh, too often maybe gets medicated and i think for example you know when i feel when i felt this depression the last two and a half weeks or like many many times in my life this medication wouldn't have helped me at all it would have continued to numb me and just ignored the root cause and for me, what really helped me to the tools and methods to deal with this, to wrestle with this uncomfortable feeling, and to look within self. And it's not an easy; it's it's simple, but not easy. And it requires tools and practice to look into, look into this darkness, so to say, and this and deal with these negative emotions and try to see and learn from them. Because also, like often. There's also, like, a, there were misinterpretations. I thought, like, oh, okay, this is it, but it's not. And But it's a, it's a learning process. And, you know, the more, I think, another aspect I've learned the last two weeks, also, like, working on the company and Lumi itself, the product. Yes, I'm, I'm a software engineer and it's a craft, but I see myself more nowadays, more and more, like, I see myself like an artist and a creator. Because knowing how to code, for example, is just a tool I'm using to express what I sense, what I receive, what I try to communicate with the world. An expression of myself. An expression, not per, per se of my persona, but expression of the universe wants me to express through myself. And again, it's a contribution to this world and it acts on its own way. And I don't know why in the long term what you know what will result from this but it's um once you become very sensitive to your inner world it's like oh there's this idea this spark this light this life within you and it wants to be expressed then there's no other way around it than to express it and that's beautiful i think um helping me to see myself more and more like very creative person, an artist, a creator, allows me also to be very okay with these periods in my life where I feel heavy, where I feel depressed because there's something to learn from, there's something to unpack. Maybe a wound, maybe something I have ignored for <clears throat> weeks because my maybe my ego didn't want to look at it and told myself narratives that would avoid. Yeah, that's yeah not based on authenticity and there's another video i want to sh- i want to play quickly and it talks about very beautiful the relationship you know why we have negative uh, or the power of negativity uh, well let me see if, uh, how does it work
2: the experience right. okay now for the rest of your life to find a way to both allow negative experiences to happen outside of you and to find a way to maintain emotional neutrality within yourself, would you be able to do it? Would you be able to allow negatives to exist and coexist with you and even transcend through your inner world and out in order for you to come to terms with the state of reality? Because if the point of a feeling is to evoke deeper emotional understanding of our relationship with the world, then the only way to understand negatives is to actually see the purpose in the complexity of this earthly experience. The reason why we deal with negatives is to understand what can be transformed to make this world a better place. What needs to be understood about the shadow of the collective consciousness, which might be collective ignorance, collective egotism, collective narcissism, the inability for us to truly love ourselves and others which might be stemming from a condition that is still existent within you and I. The reason why we need to come to terms with negativity is to understand what can we do as individuals to uplift ourselves, and through raising our frequency we can slowly start to permeate the same inclusive response throughout the collective. No experience is solely positive or negative, everything has both poles to it, and two individuals might be experiencing the same thing in entirely different ways, which means the deepest way that we can approach negativity is to understand that it isn't actually negative. There is no way to say that any experience is only bringing a negative undertone to our lives unless we decide to limit our awareness to that extent. If I told you your job is for the rest of your...
0: Okay, Uh, yeah, Um, powerful message. So um, I'll share it in the show notes, but a question basically is, do you choose to run away from deny or resist negativity, or do you actually choose to understand and transmute it through deep acceptance of the role it serves? And this also reminded me of a presentation commented by Ellen Watts a presentation by Carl Jung on the darkness within. And you know it's remarkable I think in in one end we have this we all have both sides within ourselves the light and the dark let's put it that way. And why do we have this darkness? And I think this beautiful puts it, this video puts it very beautifully. Like there is darkness within, and we need both the balance. Because within the darkness, we find inspiration to create light, to create positives, to create win-win for everyone. But we need to be aware of, the, of our own darkness, because otherwise this inner darkness can take over and can like project to the outer world and creates win-lose situations. But ultimately, what we're here to do is create win-win situations for all of us and this only i think i'm very believing this is only where become aware of your own darkness to not deny resist negativity within us to deal with it to dive into it to see what it tries to teach us and especially as, as someone who creates and as, and as an artist there's like there's a lot of lot of things to learn from a lot of inspiration. And I think that's why you know, like, you find a lot of artists who struggle with depression. there's like, because they're they so aware, so sensitive to this world, and this collective consciousness that they feel it. But on the other hand, for them, they manage to turn this into the sometimes the most beautiful expressions of how we can heal this world, how we can bring light to this world. So I really salute every artists out there, every creative who is brave enough to embrace this yeah, to struggle and deal with this one's own inner darkness and to be able to have the courage to turn this around and create something that brings light and life. Yeah, this was uh, this week's improv episode so again I would love if you are an artist, creative or just you know, there's something that resonated with you in this episode about this yeah, giving birth to an idea—this process—I uh, would love to hear from you if you have experienced anything similar. What your thoughts are on this? Yeah. So I hope you enjoyed this little improv improvisation episode. Um, and the next episodes there will be guest episodes. Mm-hmm. If everything goes as planned, I am going to be in Helsinki now. Really going to enjoy it. I am going to work. Uh, we're going to yeah bring Lumi the app. Ep- I hope. In the next one two weeks, ready to be able to share to an early for our early access round, and I can't wait then to learn from yeah the early access users and then based on that, yeah actually plan the soft launch. With that, I wish you a wonderful day wherever you are right now, and yeah, much love, joy, peace. And yeah, creativity. Have Have a wonderful day.